With your Bibles in your hand, please turn to Deuteronomy chapter 23. Deuteronomy chapter 23, we still in the series, It's Sin. I know we've been in this series for a long time. Since September, I've been looking back, and we've been in this series for a long time, but I'm enjoying it. It is coming to an end soon, but, uh, and if you want the whole series, you can go online to our YouTube, Facebook, or to Apple Music, um, where we have, I believe, an Apple um, podcast. We have an Apple podcast where you can uh, hear the series over again, but it's so great for this series as we continue to look at its sin, its sin. And remember, our goal is not to be educated sinners, it's to be reformed um, and righteous people knowing what sin is and now to live different. Amen? Amen. And I pray that we um, don't pick and choose what we're going to follow, but choose what God says it's sin. So this morning we find ourselves in Deuteronomy chapter 23, um, which is, should be familiar for us because we are in Deuteronomy and Bible study when we start back in January. Um, but we left off in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 23, verses 21 to 23, verses 21 to 23. We're in Deuteronomy chapter 23. Three verses 21 through 23. That's the last book of the Pentateuch, which is the first book, five books of the um, Old Testament, which is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And we're in the fifth book in the, of the um, Old Testament, Deuteronomy chapter 23, um, verses 21 to 23. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Um, at this time, Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 21, it says, When you make a vow to the Lord your God, you should not delay to pay it. For the Lord your God will surely require of you, and it will be sin to you. But if you abstain from vowing, it should not be sin to you. That which has gone from your lips, you should keep and perform for, your, for you voluntarily vow that the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. On this Sunday, I would like to speak to you from the topic with a theme, it's a sin, but I would like to speak to you from the topic, keep your word. Keep your word. Keep your word. Many years ago, um, when I was young, I was in New York, and in New York, uh, they always say, word is bond, dude, word is bond. Well, not do, but, you know, word is bond. I'm not in New York, so I don't know how they say it. And, uh, son, word is bond, son. But it, it gave the, the picture that their word was valuable. Um, they, they ended every conversation with word is bond to let you know what I say is, is valuable, and I will keep it. And that, 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 that statement that was made uh, also translated to other things that we try to do to make sure that we keep our word and we make our word valuable. As a matter of fact, we, we even went to Pinky Square. That when you remember as a child when we Pinky Square, we, we'll say something and we'll say, let's Pinky Square on it. That means you're going to keep your word. Because back then your, your word was valuable. What you, what you said out your mouth meant something. It wasn't just what you said, just okay, you just saying anything. It actually meant that you meant what you said. Whatever came out your mouth, you meant what you said. And then there was this new thing where they called the butterfly. 
And a butterfly was when well, you see little girls doing that, and they say what they say, and then they take their eyelashes and rub them together. And I guess that's why we got the lashes from, the little long lashes that be like that now. That's a joke. But anyway, we, they do the butterfly, and that was more like a swear to tell you I'm going to keep my word. But then I saw some young children doing a nose swear, where they swear they, they said something out of their mouth, and then they, they put their nose together called the twinkle, and they rub their nose together to, to swear that, that what we just said I'm going to do. And then, you know, for the streets, we, we turned to gangster, man. I swear on my mama or, or my child that ain't even born, I'm swearing on my grandmother. You know I don't play with my grandmother. Now, you know I don't play with my grandmother. What I say, I'm, I'm going to do because we've tried to indicate that your word was valuable. We, 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 we trying to, to show whoever we're talking to that, that what we say, we mean it. But in today's time, we can say whatever we want and have no meaning at all. Matter of fact, we, we will tell you exactly what you want to hear, or we will tell you something to make you believers, but in it, we know in the background that we ain't going to keep that, 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 that we ain't going to hold to it, that, that it has no value at all. And it's a shame that we have getting, got to this place that your word is not your bond. What we say has no value. What, 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 what comes out our mouth has no value. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm expecting that everybody who says some lies or lying at the time, because it, it has no value. We got to question everything that we hear come out of our mouth, even promises. And the sad thing about it, we're not only lying to each other, but we're lying to God. Here in this text, we find Israel, God people at the gate of the promised land, Canaan. This land was promised to Abraham and his descendants in Genesis chapter 17. And God now has them at the gate ready to walk into the promised land in Deuteronomy. They have been at Moab right now, been sitting here and lodged here waiting for God instructions to go in. And before they go in, in this book of Deuteronomy, God lays out his statutes and his judgments and his report that he had for them and how they should conduct themselves when they get into the promised land. He says, when you go into this promised land, I, I have some, some requirements for you. God says, one, when you go in this promised land, don't forget about me. God says, because when you go into this promised land, there are going to be some things that, that are going to make you forget about me. There are going to be some things that are going to cause you to put me to the side. But, but when you go into the promised land, don't forget about me. And God says, when you go into this promised land, not only forget about, don't forget about me, but when you go into this promised land, I need you to be obedient to my statutes. And here God set in order for them. This is Moses' last message to Israel. And he lays out for them the instructions of God. And as we come here to verse to chapter 23, he lays out another final instruction to the people and said, keep your word. When you go into this promised land, I want you to keep your word. Keep your word. Let me, let me make it simple. Don't lie to God. Don't, 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 don't lie to God. 
Don't, don't, don't sit there and lie to God. Look what he says. And the first thing he tells us here when he tells them to keep his word, he says, don't renege on the word, on your word to God. Don't renege on your word to God. Look what he says right here in verse number 21. He says, when you make a vow to the Lord your God, you should not delay to pay it. For the Lord your God will surely require of you. He says, when you, when, you, when you make a word, when you make a value to God. He says, when you make a, when you make a value to God, don't renege on your word. Don't, don't lie to God about, about your value you make. So, so this is a little different because we, you and I, make promises to each other. And some of us make vows. But this vow here is different because he says to Israel, when you make a vow. And the word vow means to, to make a promise with a condition. He says, Israel, when you, when you make a promise with a condition to God, don't renege on it. And, and this word, this, 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 this uh, verse here is in a present imperative. So it means it's a continual command all the time. The present mean is present at all time. Imperative mean command. So this is a present imperative. This is not a one-time statement. This is not a one-time suggestion. This is an ongoing, lifelong practice that you and I must practice. He says, when we make a vow to God, don't renege on it. This vow means to, to make a promise with a condition. I know some of us say, well, well I don't vow nothing to God. Yes, you do. I don't, be, I don't be making no promise to God. Yes, you do. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't be lying to God. Yes, we do. Because remember, when, when we went out the other night and consumed too much libation, and when we woke up with that headache and laying over the toilet, y'all trying to fake like y'all don't drink no more, and you calling Earl, the first thing you said out your mouth, God, if you, mm, I'm, I'm going to look on this side because they, they ain't clapping over here. They, it must be drinkers over here. But, but God, if you take this sickness away, deep laugh too, a little too hard about this one. I swear, God, oh, my God, I swear I will never drink like that again. Do I have any witnesses? We, we, make, we make some vows to God. We, we make some, some vows. God, I swear I will, I will never drink. God, if you get me out of this situation, I swear I will never put myself back in this situation again. And God gets you out, and the next day you back in the same situation. That is a vow that you and I made with a condition on it. And, I, and he says, don't renege on your vow. We make vows all the time. We, we lie to, to God all the time. We, we, we tell God that, God, if you do this, I, I swear I won't do that. God, if you get me out of this, I swear I won't turn back to that. God, if you give me this much money on my taxes, I'm going to get this much back in church. And then you get your money and you duck God and duck church. Says here we, he says, don't renege on God. Don't, don't, don't turn back 
on your word that you have given to God. And we make vows all the time. I was, a couple of weeks ago, I had did something for somebody. And um, they gave me $750. I mean, it, it was nothing what I did. And I, I, I mean, I didn't even expect to get paid. They just asked for some help, and I helped them. And they said, huh, I want you to have it. I was like, no, I'm good. I don't. And I got home with $750. I was like, dang, I, that was on, if I was paying, it was only worth like $25. <laughs> but they gave $750. So I told my wife, I said, you know, they gave me $750? And she said, what, for that? And I'm like, yeah. So I said, well, God, I'm going to give you $250 of it because, you know, I'm just going to give you $250. Now, I'm a tither. I pay my tithe and everything. Check it. Um, uh, me and Jeanette, we good on our ties, baby. We pay our ties. But anyway, I said, God, I'm going to give you $250 on it because I, I didn't expect it. And when I cashed that check and they put that, seven, that, that Mike put that $750 in my hand. And I'm counting it like this, Pastor Tucker. I, I'm just being honest. I, I'm just being honest. And I'm counting it like this. I got it here and I came to the church and I'm like, okay, the next day went past. And I still got the money in my pocket. Why, why, why we just can't do what we say we're going to do? I mean, I know I'm not the only one. We make vows all the time. God, if you do this, I'm going to do that. God, I'm going to do this and do that. And then when it's time to do it, we renege on it. He says, don't renege on your word. Whatever vow we make to God, keep your word. He says we ought to keep our word because our word is valuable. He says we sitting up here lying to God. It's bad enough we lie to each other, but lying to God? And by the way, I was working on this sermon. Because this was sermon for last Sunday, but I was sick, so I had to preach it this Sunday. So the whole time I'm holding that 250, God is convicting me. You lying to God. God, here it is. Just take it. Just go ahead and take it. That's what we do. And he says, don't renege on God when you make a vow to God, when you make a promise to God, when you give God your word, keep it. Don't renege on it. And then he gives us some reasons why not. And then I'm out your way. He gives us some reasons why not. He says, the first thing he said, don't renege on your word. Don't lie to God. And now through the rest of the verses, he gives us some reasons why we are not to, to um, renege on our word. He says, the first thing, because God will require what you vowed. Look what he says in verse number, number, um, verse number uh, 20, 22. No, uh, verse number 21. He says, when you make a vow to the Lord, your God, you should not delay to pay it for the Lord, your God, will, requ will surely require it of you. He says, here's the first reason don't renege on your word. Because God want what you said you're going to do. God is the one who you vow to. He is the one going to hold you accountable for what you said you're going to do. When we say we're going to do something, God will hold us accountable. God required it of us because we said it, God wanted it. He, as a matter of fact, he take it a little further. He said, Pastor Pugh, don't repay later. Pay it as soon as it happens. 
says because God, this is the reason why we shouldn't renege, because God requires of us, because we have made a promise to God, and God is a promise keeper. Every promise that he promised to you and I, he fulfilled. Do I need to remind you of some of the promise that he fulfilled? To you and I, he said that he would give his son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross that you and I may experience eternal life. He did it. He said that he will bless you with all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. He did it. He says he will keep you even in a time of trouble and in tribulation. He did it. He says he will be a refuge and a strength in the midst of your trouble. He did it. He says he will comfort you in your sickness, Pastor Pew, in your bad health. When things are not going right, he did it. He's a promise keeper. He says, here's the reason why we shouldn't renege on God. How we shouldn't lie to God. He says, because God will require it of us. God would knock on your door and say, where is it that you told me you want to give me? Where is it? You said you're going to come to church three times out of a month. I haven't seen you yet. You said you're going to start coming to Bible study, and you haven't been there. You said you was going to do this. You said you're going to stop drinking, and you haven't stopped drinking yet. You said you're going to stop sleeping around, and you haven't stopped. God says, you said it, you and I require it of you. He says, this is why. Here's the first reason why we should not renege. The second reason is found in this very same verse in 21. He says, the second reason why we should not renege not only because God will require us, but the second one is because it's sin. Look what he says in verse 21. He says, and it will be sin to you. He says, lying to God is sin. I shouldn't have to say that in church. But lying to God is sin. It's missing a mark. Every time we tell God a vow and we don't keep it, we sin. We sin, and God, I don't believe that there's a greater or lesser sin, but wow, this got to be a high one. I mean, to actually lie to God? Do you remember what happened to Ananias, Sapphira, and Acts when they lied to the Holy Spirit? When they lied to the Holy Spirit because they made a vow and they didn't do it, they turned right into a pillar of salt. God killed them right there because they lied to God. This is serious. It's sin when we lie to God. I know we think God can understand. He can handle it. He's bigger than me. He got it all together. He can handle it. No, God says it's sin when we lie to him, when we promise something and don't fulfill it. The third reason he tells us not to renege on our word is he says because God did not require us to even make a vow. Look at this. He says in verse number 23, he says, but if you abstain from the vow, it should not be sent to you. He says that which ha has gone from your lips, you should keep and perform for you voluntarily vowed this. God says, here's the reason why you should not renege on your vow because God didn't even ask you to make a vow. God never require us to make a promise to him. As a matter of fact, I, I don't even know why we make promises. Because none of us really have the ability to keep it at all. 
We can make it as a good gesture, but none of us have the ability to keep it at all because none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow. We can make a promise tomorrow, and God can take us out of here tonight. So I don't even know why we make promises a good gesture, but God says, I don't even know why you make it to him because we don't. he says that it's voluntary. You don't have to make this. You don't have to make promises to me. Why, why do we think we have to make promises to God? Because we think that we control God. Here it is. Here's the reason, reason why we make promise to God. Because we want to control God and show him that we are in control. Here it is. God, if you do this, then I will do that. God doesn't work like that. Because at no point should the creation lead the creator. No, no point should we be telling God what we're going to do versus what he should do. And God says, I don't work like that. Ain't nothing you can tell me you can do. Matter of fact, you sin against me because you reneged on your word. We trying to twist God into doing what we want. God, if you give me this money, I'm going to give it back to you. God, God looking at you like everything you own is mine. <laughs> Pastor, people, that pocket you putting that money in is mine. That lint you got in the other pocket is mine. Nothing. He says you, 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 it's voluntary. Why are we making vows and, and it's voluntary? We don't even have to do it. It doesn't put us in favor with God. Matter of fact, it, it makes it seem like God is a genie in a bottle. And God is not a genie in a bottle. God going to provide for us because he loves us anyway. It's not going to better our relationship because we make a vow with him and he says it's voluntary. He says, as a matter of fact, don't even, don't even mention it out your mouth. Look what he says. He says right here, he says that you should, in verse number uh, uh, 22, he says, but if you abstain from the vow, it should not even, he says, don't abstain from it. Don't even mention it. Don't even give a vow. And y'all know how hard it is not to give a vow. See, I've been working on this sermon. <laughs> and all this time, I'm, I'm like, well, God, oh, dang, they're going to vow again. Because we're so accustomed to doing it, trying to manipulate God to fix in situations that we need him to fix in right away. But God doesn't work like that. God does not work like that. And he says, matter of fact, don't even say it out your mouth. It's a voluntary thing. It's voluntary. Why do we even do it? Why do we put ourselves in a situation to intentionally lie on God if we look at it? Here's some reasons. Here are some reasons why we are not to, to make vows, why we are not to refrain because, because God does not require us to make these vows. It's a voluntary. It's voluntary. God does, does not ask us nor, nor require us to, to make them. There's a story in the Bible, in Judges chapter 11, verse 30 through 31. Jephthah made a vow to God. And in Judges chapter 11, verse 30 and 31, Jephthah was going to war. And he said, God, if you give me favor, this was his prayer. He said, God, if you give me favor... 
in this war where I come home and I can make it back home, whatever walk out my door, I'm going to sacrifice to you. This is what Jephthah did. He made a vow to God. He said, God, I'm going into war. And if you allow me your favor in this war, that I make it back home safe, whatever walk through my door, whatever walks through my door, he said, God, I will give to you as a burnt offering. Whatever, whatever come through my door, as soon as I, I walk back home in your favor and I'm, and I'm safe, whatever, the first thing that walks through my door, I'm a sacrifice to you. Judges chapter 11, verse 30 through 31. He says, I'm a sacrifice to you. And when Jephthah came back from war, the first thing walked out his door to greet him with a smile on his face was his young daughter. And his heart was broken because he made a vow that broke his heart. And guess what? God requires the vows that you and I make. And this man had to sacrifice his daughter because he made a vow. God here in Deuteronomy is telling the people, and I'm standing here to tell you and me, that we are to keep our word to God because it's important. Do not renege on your word. If you say it, do it. Amen. 